through the initiative of private benefactors, including many of the presidential portraits. We are most grateful to the generous donors who made possible the gifts that are being unveiled today. These donors are acknowledged individually in your program for the ceremony, uh, and many of these supporters are here this morning, including a special group of friends from the state of Oklahoma. And now, please greet Dr. Wayne Clough, the secretary of the Smithsonian Institution. Thank you, Marty, and thank you for your leadership for the National Portrait Gallery, which is our nation's history in pictures. Many thanks to all the distinguished guests who are joining us this morning. We're especially honored, of course, that President Bush and First Lady Laura Bush are with us. Both have been committed supporters of the Smithsonian for many years, and on behalf of everyone at the Smithsonian, we are very grateful. We are delighted that the Vice President of the United States, members and who is a member of the Smithsonian's Board of Regents, is here. And we are honored by the presence of Chief Justice John Roberts of the United States, his Chancellor of the Smithsonian as well, and his wife, Jane. A special welcome to the distinguished members of President Bush's cabinet who are here today, as well as the senior administration and the White House staff. We are grateful to all of you for your service to our country. As always, we appreciate the presence of our Smithsonian Regents. <laughs> Chair of the Smithsonian's Board of Regents, Roger Sant, and Bob Kogan for whom this courtyard is named from a generous support that he gave us. Surrounding us in this location are two of the museums of the Smithsonian Institution, the Smithsonian American Art Museum and the National Portrait Gallery, both of which house works of art that speak to our nation's history. The National Portrait Gallery exhibits paintings of those who've made a special mark on our history and who, in the course of time, cumulatively speak to what it means to be an American. Each rose in their own way to meet a challenge and illustrate how our country offers every man and woman a chance to use their God-given abilities to make a difference and advance the cause of liberty and equality. Today, we celebrate the unveiling of two portraits by talented artists of two people who've already become part of our nation's history and two people who will continue to contribute to improving the future of our country, President Bush and First Lady Laura Bush. We are honored and delighted in this day and this moment, particularly since this is the first time in the Portrait Gallery we'll present the official likenesses of a sitting president and the First Lady. Such works of art in the past have artfully told the story of our nation's history through the eyes of its leaders, Washington, Lincoln, Roosevelt, Kennedy, Clinton, and President Bush, father and son. Ours is a nation of ideas and ideals, and here you can see how our leaders have poured their passion into the toughest job in the world. And the Smithsonian is uniquely able to tell this story because you can learn even more about our presidents at the Smithsonian's recently reopened Museum of American History. There you can visit our exciting exhibition, The American Presidency, a glorious burden. There you can also learn more about our nation's first ladies in the exhibit First Ladies at the Smithsonian, which opens to the public again today in just a few moments. That exhibition includes First Lady Laura Bush, Bush's red inaugural gown and the story of her involvement in the National Book Festival and the Ready to Read and, and Learn program. 
The First Lady has been at the Smithsonian frequently, supporting causes we share, reading, libraries, and our nation's history. We thank her for her generosity and hope that she knows our doors will always be open for her for any future visit. As you'll now see, Alexander Titovitz's portrait speaks eloquently to the First Lady. So if the First Lady would please join me in the unveiling of her portrait for the National Portrait Gallery. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dr. Clough. And a thanks to all of our friends who've joined us today. Thank you very much for coming. I want to especially recognize Vice President Cheney, uh, the Chief Justice who's joined us, uh, the members of the President's Cabinet who are here, and all the current and former members of the White House staff uh, who've joined us today. We've loved working with all of you. And I want to thank you especially for your service to our nation. Thanks to everyone whose contributions to the Smithsonian helped make these portraits possible. And congratulations to Sasha Titovitz for your good work. My good friend, Adair Margo, who's chairman of the President's Committee on Arts and Humanities, introduced me to Sasha's paintings last year. Sasha was born in Russia and he brings an old world style to his work in the United States. <clears throat> the nostalgia of his portraits and landscapes is striking. And I was especially happy to invite an artist from my mother's childhood home of El Paso, Texas to paint my portrait. Sasha said that he postponed telling his mother when his work was chosen uh, for this portrait. He thought the news might be too big for her. And history shows us that, that these assignments can sometimes turn out poorly. Years ago, Peter Hurd was commissioned to paint Lyndon B. Johnson's portrait for the official White House collection. President Johnson took one look at the final portrait and declared it the ugliest thing he'd ever seen. <laughs> Across Washington, the joke spread at Hurd's expense that artists should be seen but not heard at the White House. Peter Hurd's portrait of President Johnson now hangs here in the National Portrait Gallery. Sasha Titovitz had no reason to anticipate similar criticism. As you can see, his talent shines. Sasha, I hope you finally told your mother about your latest accomplishment. I'd like to acknowledge Marty Sullivan, the director of the National Portrait Gallery, and Mark Pachter, the gallery's former director. Visiting the Smithsonian Museums, and particularly the Smithsonian Art Museums, has been one of my favorite pastimes here in Washington. So it's a special honor to have my portrait displayed in these halls. And I want to give a, a special thanks to all the museum directors that I see all the Smithsonian Museum directors that I see sitting here on the front row, thank you all very, very much for your wonderful service to the United States. 
And thanks for working to unveil these portraits early while President Bush is still in office. Upstairs, I saw that Dolly Madison's portrait is praised for offering a glimpse of the aging Mrs. Madison. <laughs> That's exactly the type of compliment I was hoping to avoid. When your image is captured for posterity, my motto is, the sooner the better. With so many familiar faces here today, it gives me the opportunity to thank all of you for your support and friendship over the past eight years. President Bush and I have had such a special privilege of being able to represent the people of the United States. We'll return to Texas with cherished memories of our friends, our staff, and our time at the White House. Thank you for joining us at this moment of reflection and celebration. May God bless you all. Thank you for those remarks. President Bush has joined his wife in his consist consistent support of the Smithsonian as well, especially in the last few months, honoring us with his presence at both the opening of Sant Ocean Hall at the National Museum of Natural History and the opening of the Na National Museum of American History. He chose the Smithsonian to announce the protection of wide areas of the ocean for, the, for future generations, and we're pleased to join him in this commitment. Beyond our small universe at the Smithsonian, our nation thanks him for his patriotism, his courage, and his dedication to the American ideal. I thank him personally for giving me the opportunity to serve on his President's Council of Advisors for Science and Technology and the National Science Board. Recently, I was privileged to join President Bush in the Oval Office with my PCAST colleagues, where he gave us a history lesson on the presidency. And I know among all of us here today, he especially has a deep appreciation for the significance of this ceremony and what it means to the future. Robert Anderson was selected by the White House to paint the President's portrait. You will now see why that was an excellent choice. President Bush, would you please join me in the unveiling of your portrait? Secretary Clough, thank you for the introduction. Thanks uh, for coming. I suspected there would be a good-sized crowd once the word got out about my hanging. <laughs> it's a tremendous honor to have my portrait added to this gallery's presidential collection. This is one of only two institutions with portraits of every president, starting with our first, George Washington. That means this exhibit now has an interesting symmetry. Starts with George W. and ends with George W. <laughs> I want to thank the Vice President and Chief Justice for joining us. 
I thank members of the Smithsonian Institute's Board of Regents. I too appreciate Marty Sullivan being here. I want to thank members of my cabinet, administration, and friends. I am grateful to all the people who made this painting possible. We really appreciate your generosity. I um, thank the donors for coming today. They remind me of an interesting story about this collection. In 1857, the artist George Healy was commissioned by Congress to paint Presidents John Q. Adams, Van Buren, Tyler Polk, Fillmore Pierce, and Buchanan. But by the time Healy got to President Buchanan, the Civil War had broken out, and an angry Congress held the former president to blame. And so when Healy presented his bill for Buchanan's portrait, the lawmakers refused to pay. Things are bad when even Congress refuses to spend money. <laughs> I want to thank the artists. Sasha, you had it easy. It does not take much to make Laura look beautiful. Anderson had a bigger challenge. And therefore, I needed to find a person who would do the painting that would be a good and forgiving friend. And so I want to thank my buddy, my college classmate, Bob Anderson, for painting this portrait. It actually looks like me, which is a good sign. You did a fabulous job. This is not the first time that Bob has painted me. He had a, he had a warm up. He, um, he did my portrait for the Yale Club. Recently, I asked him what was different this time around. He said, well, this time around, he had to use a lot more gray. <laughs> I also understood that Bob didn't have any difficulty depicting my eyes or my hands. But he had a lot of trouble with my mouth. And I told him that makes two of us. <laughs> Former Washington resident once said, whenever you hear about somebody being done in oil in this town, you can't be sure whether that means painting or boiling. That was a wise observation from a good and decent man, one who has offered me a lot of wisdom and advice throughout my life, and I am proud to have my portrait in the same room as President 41, George H.W. Bush. It's a humbling experience to be included here among so many extraordinary leaders. One of the great things about this collection is that visitors can examine the faces of the men who have shaped our nation's history and study how history has shaped them. And each of their images were reminded of the incredible joys and responsibilities that come with the presidency. Yet in these two centuries of history, we're also reminded that this office and the enduring ideals it represents are greater than any person. Being the temporary custodian of the office has been a privilege of a lifetime. Over the past eight years, I have been inspired by the character and courage of our nation, especially the men and women of our armed forces. I have been moved by the compassion of our citizens, from those who mentor a child to those who save lives around the world. Most of all, I've been uplifted by the many Americans who have sent their prayers. 
And so with deep gratitude, I offer my own for all of you in this room, for the success of our next president and those who follow, and for God's continued blessings on our wonderful nation. Thank you. We're now welcoming the artists Sasha Titovitz and Robert Anderson who are joining us on the stage. Thank you so much, President Bush, Mrs. Bush. This has been a, a memorable, special morning for all of us. Uh, I want to encourage all of our distinguished guests to linger, if you will, uh, and enjoy the reception here in the Kogod courtyard of our newly refurbished Donald W. Reynolds Center for American Art and Portraiture. Uh, this very day, the portraits of President Bush and Mrs. Bush will go on public view after the program concludes. So again, President Bush, Mrs. Bush, great treat and an honor to have you here. We're, we're thrilled. Thank you very much. Thank you all. <laughs>